Welcome to the introductory episode of the IXDA Sydney MP pod. In today's episode, we're chatting to Sam, Molly, and myself, Benita, about this podcast and what we're covering, an introduction to all of us as designers and hosts, and a little bit about the structure of our mentoring program through IXDA Sydney. There's a lot of giggling in this episode since we have no guests on, so hang on for some fodder and great design talk. We're going to start off with some intros, and while I'm hogging the mic, I can start. My name is Vanita Israni, and I'm a user experience designer. I've had the chance to work in a lot of different domains, including mobility, voice design, and currently aviation. I've recently been more focused on user research and translating those insights to interfaces, services, and systems in a digital, data-driven environment. I have a background in interaction design, studio art, and psychology, and my current interests lie between the intersections of design leadership, mental health, and civic design. I'll hand off to the other two local leaders as part of the IXDA Sydney chapter, Molly and Sam. Awesome. Thank you, Vanita. So as mentioned, my name is Molly Lewis. I'm a product designer with years of experience solving business problems, designing for a range of different brands and touch points. I originally started out more in branding world, uh, digital design, moved through UX, and now landed more in product design. I've worked across a range of different disciplines both in-house and agencies in our uh, in the consultancy so I'm super passionate about human behavior ethics and solving complex problem spaces for businesses and I'll hand over to Sam Sam get your head to go up (laughs) Sam talks to himself in third person (laughs) hi guys I'm Sam I am traditionally trained in industrial and product design and the love of websites really brought me to web design. Um, initially within UI development, working uh, for Microsoft Enterprise Technologies. Around seven years ago, I came to Australia and I dug deep into UX, UI, and service design across both product and data. The majority of my experience comes in fintech, so love the banking. So we bring quite a diverse set of perspectives to the table. So I have been trained in the States and have worked in the States before coming to Australia. Molly, um, it sounds like you have a Kiwi accent. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? (laughs) Yep, I still haven't shaken my thick Kiwi accent while I've been living in in Sydney for the last six years. But um, yeah, I studied at Massey University. So I did a Bachelor of Visual Communication there. So that was four years. And then I worked up in Auckland at DNA. Uh, That was my first internship up there before heading over to Sydney. That's really cool. It's really nice to hear perspectives, obviously, from Australia and from Sydney, but then also from different places. And I think we have Sam as well, who has done some work in the UK from his very thick British accent. Very thick, very thick. <laughs> but my, my parents tell me that I do have a tinge of Australian in me. In terms Australiana. Of yeah. I, I used to pronounce my T's like I used to say water. Now I say water. progress this is progress so from the uk from london cool just (laughs) 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 and sam's bringing his perspectives from the uk cool um our podcast clearly talks a lot about mentorship right and mentorship in specifically a design user experience there's a lot of synonyms and a lot of 
domains that are actually quite tangential to what we're considering kind of core of design. And obviously, because this is part of IXDA, there's a focus on interaction design as well. So maybe we start off with a question that we actually ask all our hosts is, how do you define mentorship? And maybe talk a little bit about what are some of the mentorship experiences you've had? Yeah, I'm happy to jump in, Vanita. So I think mentoring is, is super important, especially in the design industry, because it can often, you know, people come into it from a lot of different perspectives and not always traditionally designers. So I think having a mentor actually within the field is, is super important. And there is a real desire within our industry to pass on knowledge to those that are just starting out, which I think is really important. I think I've had really good mentorship experience not always from seeking mentors within my own company, but within the industry, everyone seems really open to give feedback and to offer their expertise and help. From a, from a design perspective, I would say the experience I've, I've had being mentored has mostly been within the organisations that I've worked at. So I've been really lucky to have people to look up to from that perspective. As a mentor, I love to speak with different kind of people from different backgrounds. So I, I, I know you guys are across ADP list and especially IXDA as we are from IXDA. The very kind of variety of different backgrounds uh, from different types of roles and, and skill sets is incredible. So if you see people coming from design, not just from, I don't know, graphic design is a kind of key background where a lot of people come from but you see people come from marketing other areas as well so to actually help them understand that okay it's not just a design skill set you need in terms of how do I work on Figma how do I build out wireframes and workflows it's the kind of soft key skills that you need to go with that which is important and the frameworks that are behind what you're actually creating is, is vital. So Sam, it sounds like a little bit more of the thought process rather than, I mean, what we've considered hard skills, right? Like you mentioned Figma and maybe the technical skills is the the right term. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll speak a little bit about my maybe definition of mentorship in a lot of ways. You know, there's a lot of talk out there between the difference between guidance and advice and coaching versus mentoring. I think there are differences and everyone d does define them differently, especially, you know, if you are a design coach or you are formally a design mentor. So pick what flavor works for you. Honestly, I think it is, again, a two-way street, both for the mentor and mentee. I've been in kind of a strange situation where I've never really had super formal design mentors in particular because I've also worked in a lot of different industries. I have had mentors from those specific domains, which has been really cool. So I've had pilots that have been mentors. I've had product managers, which really opens up your mind in terms of looking at a different perspective and coming to the table with a different skill set. Sam mentioned for IXDA, we do a one-on-one -on -one mentoring program, but ADP list is a great place. And also just during COVID, I know that a lot of leaders actually set up office hours 
and advertised it through their Twitters. So because we were all going virtual, it was actually a really interesting way of people giving back time to mentor, guide, coach other people and just have time slots where it could be social or be oriented professionally. But I thought that was a really good first step to opening up 100% I think you know listening to each other is a soft skill that we all need to practice and that can be taught from anyone not just within the design community as well as developing a learning mindset. So curious there when we start off uh, maybe we're talking a little bit more about a formal mentor-mentee relationship what are the expectations you have of each party? So as a mentor I would expect for that mentor to help and guide the mentee to identify what goals that they want to focus on in a particular time frame. So that could be a 90-day time frame like the IXDA program that we're running. It could be a short two-week time frame, depending on if you want to get, say, a new role or build out your CV or portfolio. So that's the initial step to actually identify what goals that mentee wants to do next is to motivate and inspire the ways to actually build strategies around that thirdly to look at how you can broaden the mentee's perspective and potential way of thinking so from my experiences when speaking to mentees they can sometimes have tunnel vision to say okay i want to achieve this like so we'll ask them okay what why why do you want to achieve this and what are the different strategies and ways to actually achieving that because if you're focusing just solely on that one thing and you don't get it it can be quite heartbreaking for that particular mentee and then i guess lastly you need to be there as a mentor to help support in achieving their goals if they fail at achieving those goals from time to time, you can be there to kind of put your arm around their shoulder and provide them with that extra support that's needed. I think you make a really good point there, Sam, about kind of the lengths of some of these mentor-mentee relationships as well. Like you mentioned, some mentee might come to the table with a specific tunnel vision of, of what they want. And that honestly might be developed over months and years, right? Like they might identify something that they really want to work on. And sometimes you need that length of relationship with a mentor for them to understand where you're coming from to want that kind of skill set, right? Or to want that kind of perspective. So it's it's a bit of a balance. But then there are things that are a bit more tangible, like you mentioned, where it's potential like two-week sprint saying, I want to focus on my portfolio or my CV in particular. So it's interesting to think about that in terms of also our IXDA mentoring program, because we hold a 12-week program, so about three months. And what are goals that are realistic, right? And what kind of expectations can we set up in three months? You cannot birth a child in three months, but you could birth a portfolio. So to consider when you're setting up some of these expectations and these goals. Elephants can birth childs in three months. But elephants have the longest gestational period of any animal in the world, which I believe is two or three years. Oh, is it two years, not not three months? No, no. 
Okay, dolphins. So if you if you want to be a, a dolphin and not a unicorn, yeah, you may birth a portfolio in, in three months. Very, very good link there. I think as long as you bring something to the table, for, especially for your initial conversation, you know, that's a good starting point. But it's definitely a two-way street and don't expect either the mentee make all the effort each time or the mentor, you know, to expect them to lead the conversation uh, needs to be equal. And I think it's good to set up structure in terms of, you know, the agenda and priorities that you want to potentially achieve. I really like that, Molly, that kind of, I'm going to call it an egalitarian model. Uh, I just took an ethics class. So I've learned all these big words I now have to use. But I like that perspective that the onus is both on the mentor and the mentee, especially because I think traditionally we have been told that the onus is on the mentee. And I do think there are some relationships where that might make more sense. I think we we live in a society where it's a, a bit of civic duty coming from the mentor to say, hey, I want to pass on this information, but also from the mentee who's actually motivated to act on that and you know set up those meetings and have an open mind to listen. So I really like that perspective. I think at the end of the day, the question just becomes who sets up the agenda invite because that seems to be the sticking point <laughs> to which how we set up a cadence and stay on a schedule to actually keep communicating. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think um, obviously something to discuss in your initial conversation when you first meet your mentee or mentor is yet to really establish a, a clear cadence on when you want to meet and what date and day and whether that's in person now or in a virtual setting. What is this in person you speak of? <laughs> How to be human, I don't know. How to adult and look like a human outside of your home, quite difficult. One one thing I will say that I've noticed from previous mentoring relationships is that your style of mentorship may not be the receiving style of your mentee. And I'll give an example. I've mentored a designer previously who I think I'm someone who lays out a lot of plans. Everything is a bit more by the schedule. Schedules can totally slip. There's leeway in there. But there was a sense of kind of getting things done to that clearly had value to show progression in a particular skill set. And at the end of the day, the mentee wanted it to be a bit more freeform. And even though we had that cadence of meeting and, you know, I was pushing certain design exercises and stuff like that, I realized that that's not the best way that that relationship actually worked. And that relationship in particular was actually more about inspiring rather than, you know, pushing down design exercises down someone's throat. Design exercises are quite hard to swallow. You have to chew really difficultly. So don't recommend that. But it is something that I've learned is that you may have to, over a couple of initial meetings, figure out the style that you want the relationship to follow and that's part of setting up expectations too and it's perfectly okay if you want it just to be a chat if you want your mentorship experience just to be coffee chats where you're bouncing ideas off of each other or using that person for motivation or inspiration doesn't always have to be guidance or advice as well but it's nice to be upfront about it I think it helps both the mentor and mentee in that way 
Yeah, I think that's a great point. For lack of a better term, sort of ground rules to begin with is definitely helpful, especially you don't want either side of the party to feel like bad or not want to turn up if they haven't completed their homework or haven't done a certain task that they thought that they needed to. But just having that clear communication at all times, uh, I think is super important. And I guess that kind of lends itself nicely onto setting up those initial goals before you meet with the mentor for the first time. I would I would say the first meeting, I would say the last time I did IXDA, I was paired with a great mentee called Alice. And she came to our first meeting with about 100 post-it notes. And we, were, we sat in a coffee shop, had a couple of drinks, and she was just putting up all of these different post-it notes in terms of like, she was essentially like UXing the process with our first catch-up, asking question after question about what do you think about this? Where do you think I should go with these particular goals and outcomes? And uh, she was essentially doing a, a live affinity map in terms of where she would expect to go within the next 90 days. I'm not expecting that to be done by everyone because Alice was, she knows she's a super prepared person, almost too prepared, but to have those ideas within, within your, within your head or jotted down as a, as a few notes so you can take into your first meeting is, is a really good idea to showcase what you actually want to get out of your three month mentorship. Yeah, I love that. Don't hold back. I think go for it. Try and get as much out of it as possible, right? It's only three months. And even though that may sound long, it goes pretty fast. So yeah, be ambitious. Is there really such a thing as too prepared? Because I'm that person and I appreciate you, Alice. So call out to you. But also, while our structure is set up as three months, the relationship can also go on for longer, right? So that's also something to keep in mind is that if you have some goals that are maybe shorter, maybe longer, what is actually actionable? And if y'all really click, and yes, I used to y'all, I grew up in Texas, then that relationship can actually continue and blossom into something. Yeah, if both parties agree. Yeah, and especially when you're actually looking to set up that initial cadence with your mentor and mentee, we started off with probably two weekly catch-ups to just to check in, see how, how everything was going. And then after about six weeks, we then reduced the cadence down to every three weeks or every four weeks, depending on where we're at. And we still catch up every couple of months just to see how things are going. So that communication is still there. And yeah, it's good. More of a friend and a men mentor-mentee relationship now. Thank you, YXDA. <laughs> I think that's really rewarding when you can still stay in contact with your mentees or with your mentors because, yeah, I got a note a few months ago saying the person that I mentee uh, actually got their first job in design. So that was super exciting. And just hearing that message uh, was really rewarding to know that, you know, she accomplished her goal and got her foot into the industry, which is super exciting. That's awesome. I love hearing these success stories. While we hear success stories, we also know nine out of 10 startups fail. So can you both talk a bit about some mentoring experiences that may not have gone well, but 
maybe parts of things that you could do differently or change to improve on them in the future? I can start. I think my example of the differences in styles is was quite a significant one for me when I left that relationship, that kind of more formal mentor-mentee relationship. We're still friends. I felt like I was a failure as a mentor because I couldn't show decisively at the end of that that there were these metrics that we didn't meet. One, don't be hard on yourself, but two, also just recognize that there's different styles and that as a mentor or a mentee, you might have to adjust. And sometimes skills don't properly align. So someone may be looking at going deep within user research and myself, I'm I'm skilled within user research, but I I don't say I'm a, a UX researcher per se. So that has been one of the mentoring relationships that I did have. And I unfortunately couldn't cater to give the advice which she really needed. That's a great call out. And I think one of the best things of even being matched up with a mentor is that maybe they can direct you towards other people that you can have a chat with that have those skill sets or have some advice or guidance in a specific sphere that the mentor may not. Yeah, that's a great point. I think one of my main challenges was probably a bit of a communication breakdown. And I think an example I can think of was when I was a mentee and I had a lot of pressure on myself to complete the homework and tasks that I felt like I couldn't attend the session because I hadn't completed it yet. You know, not having that regular cadence just meant that the mentoring relationship fell off the tracks a little bit. So it was even a bit more intimidating to meet up again and kind of go through the goals and go back to the drawing board that sometimes isn't the end of the world right if you can't complete certain action items and tasks as a mentee don't feel pressured or down because you you're not actioning those particular goals because your your path may change on that 90 days where you are working towards a certain goal again you can pivot and run through with the mentor about those particular areas and if it is a ui task that you you're working towards then and you don't finish those ui tasks then that could be just addressed within the catch-ups and meetings 100 percent. yeah i think that's a really good point and i think that was why it was challenging for me because i kind of put the weight of the world on my shoulders and you know, you need to realize life happens. A lot of the time we all have jobs as well. So this is an extracurricular thing and there's no pressure or no reason to be super hard on yourself to, to not make that meeting. 100%. I think we're, we've all realized over the last two years that mental health is also a very important and significant part of our lives. So let's keep that in mind and obviously be respectful of each other's time we're all being gracious with our time here, both from a mentee and a mentor perspective. So thank you so much, Sam and Molly, for having this little chat with me today, kind of introing the IXDA Sydney mentoring program, but also just talking about design mentoring in general. It was awesome to just kind of have a little bit of a a chit chat, as I know you're going to hear our voices moving forward. And Vanita, where can I find all of the great resources and materials for mentoring and IXDA. 
What a great question, Sam. Let me <laughs> let me put in my plug. So ixdasydney.org slash mentoring actually has some really, really great resources, including guidelines for mentors, mentees, uh, mentoring canvas, as well as some resources from a mentoring one-on-one -on -one workshop that's been done in the past and even a skills matrix, uh, a template essentially to start to hone in on certain skills that you want to improve. Again, these are just resources there at your disposal. You can use them to get an idea or use them as inspiration and feel free to change them to match your situation and your skill set. The other thing I want to put out a call for is some Dear Abby letters. So about halfway through our program, uh, which will be mid-April, we are going to have a podcast episode where we're going to be answering your questions. In the States, this is called Dear Abby. I don't know if it's called, it's going to be called Dear Vanita in Dear our session. Dear Vanita. We can do a little jingle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, vocal, vocalizing it too. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> put, put a bit of auto tune on there and be, would be, would be grand. Please do not put auto tune in your emails to us asking for this either. Feel free to send in your questions to mentoring at ixdasydney.org and we will answer them in our podcast episode in mid-April. And if you would like to be kept anonymous on those, we can do that as well. That's all for now. Thanks, folks. Awesome. Bye. See you later, guys. Cheers. Hey, I'm Sam Hancock. I'm Molly Lewis. And I'm Vanita Israni. And you're listening to this IXDA Sydney Mentoring Program podcast.